You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Go ahead. We have a go ahead, Fred. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 157, or as uh, people like Mark would say, 157. But, you know, he has his own way of saying things. Uh, we're Better recording life. this in a... No, we have we, we're recording this at a slightly different time slot. We're all actually no. Mark is already tomorrow, aren't you? It's past midnight for you. Oh, absolutely! I'm into Monday morning. Uh, well, I, we started. I, I'm the... doing what Peter Bird does when he comes and does NAMP with me. I'm I'm doing an all nighter, and uh-huh. God knows how this is going to turn out because I've never actually podcasted this late. You know, I, I struggle to podcast in the morning, even in the afternoon. Yeah, it's a struggle. I mean. <laughs> God knows what's going to happen to the remaining brain cell when, you know, it wants to go into sleepy land. It could be fun, people. And then you have Mike and I are here. Mike's are Mike's the morning. He and I are both caffeinating ourselves properly. We're drinking coffee, and Mark's just sitting there with his head dawdling all around and stuff. But we actually did, for one of the first times ever, we, we were all, when we started talking, on the same day of the month and the same day of the week. It was Sunday. For a few minutes, it was Sunday for all three of us. Jesus, so, one so that, the world didn't explode. It might have. We just didn't notice yet. Jeez, I knew we were smell. someone's brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, folks. Uh, first of all, I wanted to get, get a little word out there. Uh, Mike and I are both working somewhat erratic schedules now for a few more weeks. Um, so we may be a little erratic in the release of the shows. We're not fading away. It's just um, Mark, Mike's lazy working shift. To do anything. Mark is very busy with university. He's yeah, extremely Ke- Ke- busy Kevin, trying. Kevin says that with sarcasm, going, "Yeah, you have no idea how busy I am." <laughs> so, but no, Mark is very busy. I know he's working we, we on his university are. stuff. Yeah, and right. Mike's working shift work, and I'm going to be doing some shift work coming up. And I apologize for that. That's somebody upstairs banging on the floor. Sorry, folks. So we may be a little erratic with our schedule, but we'll we'll be putting the shows out. So we just have to let people know we shall geek on. Yes, we will. We will geek forward. Matter of fact, that was uh, part of the title of uh, this the previous show that we're just now getting ready to post. Doing what geeks do. I thought that was because we kept talking about well, as geeks we do this, as geeks we do that. So. I thought it was a good thing. Yeah, hopefully so, I hope you listen to that episode because that title is very ambiguous. Yeah, ambiguous. With, really, with the three of us, there's such a thing as ambiguity? <laughs> well, I was going to say, at least you didn't call it Geek Doo-Doo. Well, there was another one that came up that I just <laughs> left alone. It was it was about Mark's little nub and something else. I forgot how we said that oh, yeah, in the yeah, show. It wasn't was, no I, little nub, but there's no little when it comes to Mark. No, no, we were. You said that little nub. I, that's in the show, folks. Yeah, yeah, I'll edit it out before I send it on oh, to Tim. <laughs> no, no, I gotta sanitize my ears and <laughs> drink more coffee. Um, you never heard so, it. <laughs> it's too early so, in the morning. Uh, it's too late at night for you. So I mean, well, actually, it's early in the morning for you now. Technically, it's early for Mark as well. Uh, speaking of editing. This week, I got a wild hair up my ass, and uh, I bought a, a new piece of uh, audio, or, yeah, audio editing software. I saw a thing came from a wild somewhere. Hair up his ass. I, I can't get past that, Mike. Can you? I mean, 
Where do you pick up a wild hair, and what the hell is it doing in your ass? Well, see, over here, sometimes bunnies are called hares, so I thought he was just picking something up on the lawn in a fast rabbit. (laughs) Yes, I sat on a bunny. Oh, the poor little bunny rabbit with the poor little floppy ears. It was just like the, uh, what was it, the uh, carpet frog that I used to tell my daughter about. Every time I'd break wind, I'd say, oh, look, there's a carpet frog. Poor little thing. She'd go hunting around. Mommy, frog in the room. Frog in the room. (laughs) Things we do to traumatize our kids. Um, But anyway, the saying's a saying here, at least in my part of the country. I don't know if if, uh, Mike's ever heard that one or not. We had that whole discussion a few weeks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. wild hair up your ass. It just means you do something off the wall. So... Anyway, now that you've derailed me and I've got pictures of bunnies going bad places. the uh, Well, you know, I, bought, I mean, uh, you could have twisted it around and gone with the Playboy bunny, but you didn't take the bite. No, I'm not even going to take that joke. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one. Oh, it's Sunday morning. I could go to hell for some of the things I'm thinking. I, You won't be alone because I'll be standing beside you, my friend. Oh, good. Like <laughs> Don't worry, company. I'm on first well, name... On a first name basis with Satan, anyway, so you know it's all good. I'll 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 put in a good word for you guys. All oh, good. We'll get better seating. Well, that's true, <laughs> Mike. You and I can stand there and hold hands and wait for Mark to show up. You 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 no. have front row seats for the furnace. Yeah, that'll uh, work out well. I'll bring the marshmallows. <laughs> that's true. I'll bring the graham crackers. Anyway, <laughs> okay, back to your wild hair. Yeah, my wild hair. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> Pardon me, folks. Um, I bought, I, it came through on, I think it was Stack Social or something, had uh, Twisted Wave, the Mac version Ooh, on I sale for yeah. for 20 yeah, it was $20. 20 I said, I can't resist that because I've been using, I think I've talked about this, I've been using uh, Audacity, which is a great program. I like it. But the UI on mm. Twisted Wave is just gorgeous. And the show that you've heard before you hear this one, I did edit uh, completely in uh, Twisted Wave, and it allows me to do one thing that Audacity didn't allow me to easily do, and I know I have GarageBand, I could do it there. Shut up. I understand that. I didn't want to. It did allow me before. What I've always been doing previously is when I edit the show, I edit it and then send it to Mark and he ends up compressing the show. I do everything, but uh, he ends up compressing it and then passing it on for the upload for you people to download. Well, with Twisted Wave, I can do that myself now. So I save Mark some work. You know, he has, the, and if he edits the show, well, then he has to explain why because I still have the unedited version. So I still have the evidence, let's put it that way. So I, I you know, it's a great piece of software. I really liked it. I, I had to twiddle with it a bit to figure out how to do it, and I'm still not 100%. I'll have to do a little uh, reading on it and see how it works because um, it does do things slightly different than Audacity did. Uh, It doesn't have the tagging features the way Audacity made that pretty easy. So I've just got to work out the workflow, but I'm pretty happy with the fact that it, it did. It let me listen to the show, the editing, and the mix to mono and everything pretty much works the same. And the fact that I can give you the MP3 mark so that it's ready to go, that makes things a little bit easier, too. Yeah, definitely. And look, yeah, that's it. something that you can do in Audacity. It's something you can also do in GarageBand, but you do have to be comfortable with the application you use. That's that's really key. I mean, I, I use Audacity for one purpose only, and that's to 
uh, do needle drops from vinyl records into the computer. Uh, that's the only uh, one application that I use uh, use that um, app for, just purely because it does a really good job of it. Um, but you know, GarageBand, I usually do the the editing in, but the new version of GarageBand is is just a waste of time. It's not worth it. I'm still running the old version. So, uh, but Twisted Wave, I've used on the iPad, used on the iPhone to even edit shows. Uh, some of the NAMP episodes and probably some of our geekiest show ever episodes uh, from maybe a year, 18 months ago, um, was, was done purely uh, on Twisted Wave on iOS. So it's a great application. I just, I love it. I think it's wonderful. It's, and it's also an indie developer too. So it's always good to support the little guy. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, I saw that on, on uh, uh, Stack Social, and uh, I resisted it, but now you put a bug in my ear. Thank you very much. Or a um, hair up your bum. Okay, okay, we got both ends covered here. We got <laughs> bugs and hairs and going wrong places. <laughs> and and uh, the sale's still on for another 14 hours, which probably people listening to this podcast won't do them any good. But I'm sitting there looking at that because, yeah, I use uh, Audacity uh, because that one I can use Buy Windows. I already bought a different uh, bundle from Stack Social. They had the one, Kevin, be nice now. I already bought another bundle from Stack Social. Sure. I bought the one that had uh, Zoom in it and um, Keyboard Maestro. Uh, it was about a bundle of six. And there's a few that I'll use. I had, um, um, oh, shoot, the um, network uh, Wi-Fi scanning software, NetSpot Pro in it. It had a bunch of different things. That was for about 40 bucks, and I, I got that one because the keyboard maestro, um, I've always wanted to experiment with that one. And I've got, uh, so I'm starting to set up things, so I've got a keyboard uh, macro set up. So when we, like, when we record Sci-Fi Tech Talk, this show not so much because all i got to do is have Skype and probably a browser open for whenever I have a brain fart. But when uh, we do Sci-Fi Tech Talk, I'll need to have probably like a, a page to IMDb open, uh, a page to Wikipedia, uh, probably our uh, uh, website so I can see what shows we've done lately, uh, calendar for when we go to put um, – uh, the next date and what we're going to do and all that kind of stuff. So I like to have all that stuff handy. So now I got set up with one uh, keystroke. I can bring all that stuff up and it'll be ready to go. Uh, ready to go. Uh, so I got that one. But I'm looking at this one and um, uh, Kevin. This, well, this isn't really a bundle. That's the thing. No, this it's is, a single. It's a single piece of software for twenty bucks, and that's seventy-four uh, percent off. They say, which you know. Also, Dragon Naturally Speak was in there as part of it. It's on sale. And was that part of that deal, or was no? That, it's it's just okay. a, a separate item that's on sale. Okay. Um, and there was a third application. I can't remember. I, oh. I oh, I remember how I saw this. My favorite site, the one that I like to read most all the time, Life Hacker. I'm a big Life Hacker reader. Um, had a little blurb about it, and then I jumped over to that, and that led me down to it. And that's when I ended up buying. Uh, got to Stack Social and. Uh, bought Twisted Way. And I think, you know, Mark, you reminded me, I think since I've still got some credit on the iTunes store, I might go get Twisted Way for my iPad. That way, if I would happen to have some free time and not be in front of my Mac, and if I have the show stored up in Dropbox, I can just go in and edit the show and then put it back up, you know, and then Very do whatever slow, I need. Very though. That's the only thing, Kevin. Um, the, the import into, I, I tried to do all of that. And with the length of the shows um, that I generally do, the hour, hour and a half in length, it 
would take, um, and this was going back on an iPad Mini, uh, the very first generation iPad Mini, and it would take a good 10 to 15 minutes to actually load it up if it was stored on the device. So you can imagine streaming it down. Of course, I, you've got to remember, I would record and edit uncompressed. So I would only do one compression. Um, because what happens, if you're recording at this show as we are now, and you record it already compressed, and then you recompress it again, you just take in more information out of the the audio documents uh, that the end user is going to get. So I always uh, just stuck to to one encoding and would go, even now as I'm doing the backup recording, it's, you know, it's just, it's a full size. It'll end up being, for this hour, about six gigabytes in size. Uh, It's a full uncompressed audio file, and that's the way I I like to work. But I think you do yours a little bit smaller from the get-go anyway, so it might actually work differently. But certainly uh, with mine, it took a while to chug through that. Well, now you're getting that full. Now I'm using PA. I use Piezo, and I think Mike uses Piezo. You use Call Recorder. Yeah, now, I, I, I'm I, only using Call Recorder because it was affordable when I was looking for a recording platform, and it hasn't stopped working um, since I installed it. It's been working for the past. God, I've been podcasting now. I think for four years, and it's been working for that long on the one payment. So that that's why I keep supporting it. I keep using it. And it's just, for me, it's been rock solid. It's only um, crashed out once, and um, that was when I had a bad system failure. But um, besides that, it's been rock solid every time. Yeah, now I have uh, Piezo, the the file that comes out of Piezo that I record to is like 500 megs or something like Mm -hmm. that. Now, and the workflow I used was I did all the normal stuff I do, uh, because then I ran it through Levelator before I turned it into the MP3 that I sent you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I call I compressed it because that, that uh, WAV file that comes out of either uh, what will now be uh, uh, WAV, uh, the application I just bought. Uh, Twisted <laughs> WAV. Twisted WAV. God, my brain. Uh, whether it came, well, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> Uh, either that or Audacity comes out as like you know between five to six hundred megs. Mm-hmm. So I and and what comes out of Piezo is that size. So I didn't I didn't do anything to it to quote unquote compress it uh, until I did the MP3, and that's when it went from right this the previous show one fifty six was about just shy of five hundred megs, mm-hmm. and when I did that. Uh, it went down to the 40-some-odd. 40 40 yeah. But, but the, of, of course, the, from Piezo, that would be compressed to some standard anyway. Um, you know, uh, it, it'd be sort of a, a two-to-one ratio or something. It wouldn't be an uncompressed audio stream, would it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to Cause, experiment cause five, around 500 with megs for one hour. Um, you know, and look, you know, we're recording over Skype and... Probably my workflow is overkill. I just like having a lot of room to play with. So that's why I go fully uncompressed. Um, but, you know, it, it does drag your system down. There's no denying that. It's, uh, you know, big files. Well, like I said, I think uh, you reminded me of that. And I know Guy Searle, somebody we all three know, um, he uses Twisted Wave. He's talked about using Twisted Wave to do a lot of editing on his iPad and stuff like that. And I think it's only like 10 bucks in the uh, App Store. Yeah, and it does come down on sale occasionally. I haven't seen it on sale recently, but it, it does every now and then come down by a few dollars. And 
Um, that's certainly worth picking up. It, and look, even on the iPhone, it's really, really good to, to be able to edit on the go. If you don't want to take a laptop with you or, like me, don't have an iPad anymore and you just want to use your iPhone, it still works. And you can still, believe it or not, you can still edit and cut stuff perfectly. You, you can't use GarageBand on iOS, though, to edit a podcast, period. It won't work. It craps out after nine minutes of, of audio. So... Yeah. Um, that thin's a heap of shit. Um, but, yeah, Twisted Wave, all the way, in my opinion. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them do some more and, and throw in some more features and 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 maybe have sort of, you know, sync support um, between iOS and the Mac, which I don't believe it has at the moment. But you know what? It, it, it's not lacking either. It, it's, still, it's still great, whichever one you choose to use. And um, as I said earlier, it's an independent developer, so why not? Um, and and thanks to you too. I just bought it. So <laughs> yay! Now, uh, twisted. You wave guys are bad guys, influences. That's good. Twisted wave guys, you <laughs> owe us our twenty percent commission. Uh, there we go. Cash only. No checks. Thank you. <laughs> U.S. dollars only too. Right. Uh, small unmarked bills. Um, non consecutive. Yeah, non consecutive serial numbers, please. There we go. <laughs> Well, I think I like I say it's it it's a beautiful application to use on the Mac. Um, it has a gorgeous interface. I, I'm you know still feeling my way around with it, and that's part of the reason I was kind of lagging. Besides other things, so uh, to get the show edited because I wanted to use that. So uh, I you know more to come. I, I I've talked a while back. I wanted to buy um, Apple's professional program, which is escaping me right now. Their professional audio editor. Peter Bird and everybody else has commented about me buying it. Um, it's a little too much, yeah. but it's a gorgeous looking application. I mean, it's just a beautiful, but it just, I can't justify the, I think it's 199 or something. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just, it's, it's way too much for me as well. Um, you know, we're, oh, we're Logic we're, Pro. Logic Pro, that's right. Yeah. You know, we're doing this for the love of, of, having a chat and and providing it out there to the world and we do we we provide the best quality that we we can with the time that we've got and the the finance available to us and it's all coming out of our own pockets and you know it's just unfortunate we'd love to all have these wonderful things but you know we're we're not making any money off this so it's it's for the love of it and uh you know i, I reckon we do a pretty good job i reckon all podcasters in fact uh, who don't even use Logic Pro do a pretty good job. If you look at podcasts right across the board, they're pretty damn well produced. I mean, the sound uh, right across the board in the last few years has really risen up high and people are knowing, yep. hey, look, you know, I need to get that good microphone and, and, and you know, have a decent quality setup. And it's amazing. I haven't come across one that's been poorly recorded in, in quite a long time. Now, admittedly, I'm... I, I stick, I guess, with more of the proven shows that I know and trust or, you know, from, from people or colleagues that I hear from and, and then I check out different shows that they listen to. So I'm sort of already within this geek community that knows how to produce stuff. But there's very little bad podcasting that I've come across recently. So, you know, I, I think if we can all do it on the cheap, why not? I just love yeah. Apple to put in a pay system to say, hey, you know what? If we want to charge 99 cents for our weekly show, 
we can. And, and then a few people can buy it and we get our 70% margin and they make their 30%. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Unfortunately, I doubt they ever will do that. Uh, they yeah. would have done it by now. But what, what would you use your buck 50 for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Cup of coffee? For, yeah, or, or buying the other sock that I'm missing. Okay. Missing you're, socks. You're, 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 you're missing socks, so... Socks are missing. Sock, okay, never mind. Sock anyway, it to me. Sock it to me, baby. Sock it to me. Sock it to me. Now, he doesn't know that reference. I know that he does. Do you, Mark? I've heard it, but I, I, it doesn't, I can't remember where I've heard it or why I've heard it or what in relation to it it is. Without slip, slipping into Mike's and my old man shtick, it, it goes back to the uh, old show from the late 60s. I think it went on to the, into the 70s. Rowan and Martin had a show called Laugh-In. And the way the way they started out was suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. I even had a notebook like that when I started second grade. I had a big, you know, three ring D binder that had suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me all the way because it was cool to say suck it to me back then. You know, very, Sammy, very interesting, very very interesting. Yeah, you had <laughs> you had uh, you had all kinds of people. That's you used to get uh, Sammy Davis Jr. on there and. It I was, think Richard Nixon was on there once. Yep. And, well, physically, for real, he was on there once or twice, and then hey. <laughs> they made fun of him. Oh. It, you know, it, it was pre-Saturday Night Live, but kind of the it was AB, it was NBC as well, I think. Yeah. So for it the was, time, it was radical. We look back now, and we go, ain't that quaint, but. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So we, we, we won't go too far down the old man shtick there. We don't want to, we don't want to do that. But anyway, so, yeah, I like, uh. I, I'm, you know, more on this is I find other tools. I know one of our other fellow podcasters on the network, uh, Bart Bouchots, recently switched over to Amadeus Pro to use for uh, his editing. Yeah, I think Bart um, hated the new GarageBand. I think he really oh, he did. it. So mm-hmm. he hated it with passion. So I know he switched over to Amadeus Pro because uh, I exchanged some messages with him, and um, he did that. And then uh, I think. Uh, Timothy Gregoire uses what does he use? I'm trying to remember what he used to use because he tried to get me to use it. I don't know uh, if he used Audacity. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I know he's talked about Pro Presenter, but I think that's for um, presentations. That's for his, yeah, that's for his presentations that he he does at different times. <laughs> let, let me ask you guys because I I struggle with this occasionally. Um, you know, I'm not one that, that changes or goes out and buys a lot of applications. I kind of, as you can see with, with Core Recorder, I've been using it for four years without moving to, I don't even want to try Piezo or, or any other recording software. It works. I'm happy with it. Do you guys find that even if you're happy with something and it works, do you find you swap around and, and try something else? Or, see, I... I it, for everyone listening to the show, um, both Kevin and Mike are nodding their heads. I, I just <laughs> don't. I kind of stick with the one thing. I'm kind of like, God uh, damn it, I paid for it. You know, even I'm on the old version of, of uh, TweetBot. I never bought the new version because the old version's still working. So even though the new version's out, why, why would I go and spend another four or five bucks? I'll, when they stop supporting it and I can't run it anymore, um, of course I'll buy the new version. But until then, yes, what, Mike. One word. Shiny, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I, something I, new. Yeah, I have to agree. The shiny, the shiny thing. That's just like uh, 
oh, I don't know, it's probably been two or three months ago. I have no real use currently. I do have plans that it will fit. Scrivener went on sale. And it was on. It was really good. It was like 60 for 70% off. Not that it's a terribly expensive application anyway. You know, it was new. It was shiny. I have no use for it. I bought it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but you buy USB sticks by the pound. So, you know, it's... <laughs> No, no, I'm buying by the kiloton now. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's up there. Oh my! So, uh, but no, I, yeah. When when I see new applications that I think will either fit or work into something I'm I have in my mind, you know, uh, as far shiny, as a workflow, shiny new for me is is getting a brand new record ordered in. You know, CD, vinyl, whatever. That that's shiny new for me. Something that I can gain enjoyment out of. But getting something like Scrivener because it's shiny and new. Boring. I'm sorry to say. Again. Well. Boring old guy. Right. And you don't know how many well. Linux systems I've broken because I'm oh, there's a new update and they say it's alpha. It could ruin your system. Ah, oh, what the heck? Let's just go for it. And then oh. pretty soon it goes wiggles, wobbles, falls down, goes boom, and I just reinstall. So I'm an but expert I, at I, installing Linux systems. But then again, Mike, you're not using mission critical stuff on those Linux boxes, no, are you? No. So so no. that's sort of testing. I mean with my stuff, I don't have more than, you know, I've got the one Mac, the one iPhone, that kind of thing. I can't afford to screw them up um, because Gretel will get upset if I have to go out and buy another nope. machine for testing. So I, I've got to behave myself. So it, it's kind of self-enforced. But, yeah, I, look, I just, what I've got is what I've got. And I don't like trying and to learn new stuff. I, I guess I'm sort of at that age where... New is scary, and I just want it to work. That's why when Apple changes stuff as radically as they do, like they did on iWork and GarageBand, I just go, oh, forget it. Buzz off. I don't want it. Uh, look, you guys know recently I moved back to Microsoft Office, and I love it, and I am never moving away. I just I adore that system. Um, yeah. Don't Please, with you, never use the word never. That we bad, am the- I? Um- We've, Where's uh, your Mac Mini at? Yeah, you know you, your Let, iPad listen, Mini. Listen, Mr. Wilsey got me on the Pocket Size Podcast. Boy, he got me on a doozy <laughs> that one, didn't he? Just, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else was so knowledgeable, and here I am, sound like a damn douchebag. It, it was shocking. It's like Jesus Christ, Scott. After all the bloody high rolling conversations we've ever had, you had to catch me out on flipping my opinion. Well hey, done. Hey. Well done. Well, let's. Let's put it this way, though. Yes, very well done, Scott. Very well done. Perfectly. I would have been upset if you hadn't included that. Yes, golf clap. Um, <laughs> the, um, but the, uh, I think I did, and I think Mike might have called you out and said, you know, for all you're trying to do on your iPad mini, why not just get a MacBook Air? You know what, I think you guys did, and I think a lot of other people did as well. But look, you know what, I I had to I had to uh, you know pump it out there and give it a try. And I gave, look, I gave it a good try. I, I proved one thing that for my workflow, I couldn't get it, it it done properly. I could get a lot of work done. There's certainly that, but it was just it was too lacking in, especially once I started university. It was a little bit different when I was just writing uh, for the Mac Observer, for Mac Fusion and, and so forth, because that kind of stuff I already had a, a basic knowledge of anyway, so I was just dumping it down in, into coherent form. 
Whereas once I started university and I had to start cross-checking, referencing and so forth, there's a whole heap of university stuff that just doesn't link in well with with tablets, um, unfortunately. It's, it's something that uh, it, even though I try to use um, the, the Blackboard app that, that ties into my university uh, on the iPhone, it, it's frustrating. Even the forums that we interact with, on uh they're akin to classes really uh where you throw opinions back and forth at each other uh that's even a struggle to to do on ios it can be done but it's not a nice system so instead of you know uh, so for instance instead of i post something that someone else replies to me well then instead of that reply being straight under my post it'll be at the end of the post with a reference to my original posting. And there, there might be 20 or 30 other posts in there. So if I'm looking through on the iPhone to go, oh, I wonder if anyone's replied to what I said last week. Uh, well, it's just scroll hell. Whereas if I go in on the Mac and go in through the web browser, it's right there straight underneath and I can see it. It's immediate. So there's just little aspects like that where... It's going to take time, and it will change, but it it hasn't changed enough uh, for me to have that true multitasking, that that true computer usage that I've been so used to for, what now, 25 going on, yeah, 25 years, I suppose. And um, I I need that. I still also need the file structure as well. It's one thing that I do really, truly miss um, with iOS. And, you know, we put a lot of... I guess, blind faith that it's always there or it's always in iCloud. And I still like having knowing where my files are. When I import photographs, for instance, I don't use iPhoto on the Mac, I use image capture. And then I save them to a folder. And then before I even touch that folder, it's backed up on, on my time machine backup and it's backed up on another hard drive. And then it's uploaded to the cloud, to OneDrive, and then I know that I've got it. Then I'll bring them into iPhoto and start mucking around and editing. So, you know, I, I understand that the not seeing the file structure is where the, the future is going. Uh, but that also scares me with mission critical work. If it's not mission critical, I'm not so concerned. But mission critical stuff, I want to be able to touch that file and move it to whatever drive I want. I want to be able to just pick it up and just drag it into an email whatever I want to do, put it into Dropbox, box.net, wherever. As I think I've told you guys before, I've got uh, OneDrive also backing up to Dropbox. And and then with iCloud coming out, I'm going to have it backing up to iCloud as well. So it's going to be triple backups on triple servers around the world, as well as local backups. So, you know, I've got all this stuff running and it's all... You know, it's becoming a Frankenstein of backups, but it's all based around the file structure. It's not relying on this. This, It's just going to be there in the background. And Yeah, I, I just I can't get out of the old way of computing, I think, is really the key. And, um, you know, when, when I look at, at something like I'm doing for uni where, where I'll write a five, 6,000-word um, report or, or essay, uh, on whatever topic I need to submit, the last thing I need is not to be able to see that file and access it and be able to put it where I want it. Um, that's when I want it in every single possible spot I can get. And yeah, just, it scares me, I, I guess, is probably the 
the crux of it. Yeah, no, I, it, you know, all, in all fairness, I mean, you did do a lot with your mini. You did a lot with your original iPad as well. Mm-hmm. You do do a lot on your phone. So, I mean, it all makes sense. I, you know, I don't know. It's sometimes it's easier because I don't, I don't have a portable Mac anymore. Well, I do. I just need to not get get off my keister and put the new battery in my MacBook Air uh, because the other one expanded and it now it won't hold charge. It won't even turn on unless it's plugged in, and I'm afraid to leave it plugged in with the battery the way it is. Anyway, point aside. I, I people, I promise, oh. I am going to do it, and I am going to tell you about that. So, uh, yeah, and to be fair to you, Mark, I mean, this is my mobile office as I hold up my iPhone here. Um, because with, you know, even though I'm a custodian, I mean, I have to keep track of things. People send me emails. I need to make notes. I mean, need to make phone calls. Once in a while, I have to fire off an email or something like that. And just to have that on uh, in my little, uh, my saddlebag there with uh, my, uh, I got a, a battery in there and a couple other things that I need. Um, just to have that handy and be able to pull it out anytime I want and be able to uh, take care of things without having to go back to the office. Uh, yeah, I understand that. And I, I, under- I see where you were going with that, with, um, you know, the Mac Mini, uh, uh, iPad Mini, uh, that you could carry it around and be able to do a lot. It would be smaller um, than a, um, you know, a MacBook Air or whatever, or a little bit smaller anyway. Uh, and you could just put it in there and carry it with you. So I, I, I get that. But since we've kind of veered over into the uh, territory of uh, hardware and new things um, are, yes, I did a segue. All right, let's celebrate. Um, does uh, the new iPhone 6 or 6 Plus and iOS 8, does that uh, entice you in any way? Well, I'll be picking up the iPhone 6, but not the really large one. I'm going to just go for the 4.7 inch. A uh, couple of reasons for my decision there is that I believe the big one's going to be just too big uh, for the, my pockets and and for the mm. way I want to carry a device around with me. I found that I never took out the iPad mini, albeit it's small, but I never took it out because when I go out, I've got young kids and I've got to hold their hands to cross roads still and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that I need my hands free uh, to deal with the kids and just I, I wanted something that could slide into the pocket. The the four point seven inch certainly does that. Plus, I also be getting the the book book, which adds a little bit of size to it. Anyway, I, I guess perhaps the most surprising element uh, for me was that they didn't keep a standard four inch model, so they didn't have the the four inch like we've got with the uh, the the five S. But yeah, they they did, but not a new version, not a not an iPhone six four inch. That that's sorry for the confusion there. Uh, but to have three different tiers of size, because once um, these uh, sixes become the old model, then those one th- those four inch screens will be phased out. And I just I feel that there's still a, a portion of people who would be quite happy with the iPhone 5s size screen, but would perhaps want a little bit more horsepower that can be delivered in in the six uh, processor. Uh, so I was a bit surprised that they, they did that. I was also surprised that they dumped the 32-gigabyte uh, option and kept the 16. Mm. So instead of taking the 16 out and making the entry-level 32, that I was really shocked at. Um, I was too. That, didn't, that, that seemed a little odd. It didn't seem odd for Apple because they've done it with other things. They've done mm. that, take out that what we considered that secondary 
and 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 move what was the tertiary size down to the secondary size. So that didn't surprise me uh, so much. Uh, but it would have been nice to have 32 as the entry point. I think I get it though, because they're looking at margins, and 16 uh, gigabyte is a you know good for an entry level. I mean that's what my iPhone is, and you do have to put a little thought into managing it once in a while. But I mean it's doable. It's not like it's you know eight gigs. I think would drive me over the freaking wall. Um, So 16 is a yeah 16 is a good size uh, for you know for a beginner or not beginner, but for those uh, you know financially impaired, uh, it's a good place to start. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Look, you know, it's it's great for people who would have gone the thirty-two gig. They now get sixty-four for the same price. That's excellent, absolutely brilliant. Uh, for people like me, it's it's like well, it's one hundred and thirty dollars more Australian, and that may not sound like a a lot to people, but when you got a, a young family and so forth, mm-hmm. it's a lot to justify. It really is. And so I'll be going the sixteen gig again. Um, you know, and as Mike said, you just got to micromanage it. You've just got to right. really work at um, getting it right. I mean, the biggest thing I struggle with is, you know, if I've got a game that's maybe a gigabyte here and I've got some photos or video that I haven't taken off to, to edit and back up and then I want to try and get some of my music playlists uh, downloaded mm. um, from iTunes Match, then that's when it's like, oh, I've got to start moving things around and it gets a little bit irritating then. Uh, but you know you can do it. You just instead of having the the five gigabyte playlist of of artists starting with M, you split it in two, and it works out two point five gigs. And you work it that way. It's like having an iPod, really. Let's be honest. It's uh, you know, and and don't yeah. get me started on the end of the iPod Classic because we'll be here all day. Uh, that was that was another thing I had on the list to discuss was. Uh, was the iPod the death of the iPod Classic? But I'll go back to the iPhone for just yeah, a second. Let's finish that first. Um, I think I'll definitely end up getting the 16 gig, but I'm really going to lean towards the six plus because the stuff I'm getting older. You know, not not going into the old man shtick, but I'm getting older. I do wear progressive lenses, you know, and stuff like that. But I think with the six plus, that would push me away from an iPad. I think. You know, cause I think they're going to cannibalize their sales of the iPad Mini, to be quite honest. Maybe not the full-size iPad, but well, I think the gonna, iPad Mini's going to have a tough time You know, for people like us. Because honestly, I find that I don't miss the iPad just running an iPhone, and, and I've only got the 5S at the moment, of course. So you go larger, and, and the, I, I think the only disappointment with the iPhone 6 Plus is that there was no mention of... Can it run iPad apps? So you're still going to have some apps yeah. that will be iPad specific and some that won't. But the screen size is now big enough where I feel for those iPad only apps that it could really go into that territory. Yeah, I, they didn't talk about that. But the, for me, the 6 Plus, I have a friend, uh, my friend I've mentioned here on the show, Gilbert. Uh, and hello, Gilbert, if you happen to be listening to this week. I'm um, sorry. He, yes, we're sorry, Gilbert. <laughs> Um, we're sorry, Mark's here. The, uh, anyway, the, <laughs> no, we love Mark. I'm just kidding, folks. The, uh, he ordered the 128 gig six plus in gold. Um, and I said, dude, that's awesome. I mean, he's as big an Apple geek as we are. He even has his work laptop set up with the, uh, windows seven, uh, or windows eight, uh, taskbar oh, yeah. up across the top. Nice. That's a, 
I can always I say, you really want to be using a Mac. And I mean, he's a bit, he's an Apple fan like that. He even has the Apple logo trying to munch at the Dell <laughs> logo on the side of his, on the lid of his laptop. But anyway, Gilbert did tell me he's ordered that. I really want the six plus cause I want the bigger screen. I had the, I held up to the screen a second ago on, I forgot where I downloaded it from and I can put a link in the show notes if folks want, but by the time they hear this, the they'll be out. Um, uh, downloaded full-size paper mock-ups of both phones. Uh, I think I got the idea of looking for when I heard Don McAllister mention it on Twitter. And yeah, uh, I, I downloaded. I think it was released on the Verge, and and then there was a, a bunch of other sites that picked it up. And then if you want one with the apps and the full screen look, uh, Marilyn from MacFusion um, has, has done a, a really awesome one there as well. So there's there's a few floating around, especially if you uh, follow. All the geek guys on Twitter, you'll come across one sooner or later. Yeah, I, I did it because uh, one of my coworkers, uh, she's a, she's due to get a new iPhone, uh, and her and I were talking about, it, so I took it in, cut it out, and I tried because I wear I've mentioned it before, and you guys have seen me. I wear a dress shirt and I wear a shirt and tie to work every day, and I keep my phone in my shirt pocket all the time. That's where it stays, um, and it's funny. Some of my shirt pockets, the four that I have will turn completely sideways and fall to the bottom of my pocket. And that's a pain in the butt. Hmm. If the pocket happens to be just a little wider than normal, you know, variations in clothing. Um, but it, it fits way down in my shirt pocket. But I took the five point, the 6 Plus, cut it out, and put it down in my shirt pocket. And it only stuck up about, I don't know, half to three-quarters of an inch above the top of my pocket. Not much further than the pen I keep in my pocket. No, I'm not wearing a pocket protector at work anymore, people. <laughs> but... Um, so I think it's going to work out well for me. It's thinner, it's lighter. So I'm really going to lean towards that. I'm Country not saying life I'll is better. It, well, that it has the 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 uh, optical image stabilization. It's yep. not um, uh, digital image stabilization. Uh, but I'm going to have to hold both. I'm going to wait till uh, you know my local I... Best Buy gets them, and then I'm going to have to go pick them both up and see. Yeah, the one feature I'm really disappointed that the standard 6 doesn't get in is your um, horizontal view so that when you actually turn it on the side, all the icons change. It's something that I've wanted to happen on the iPhone ever since the iPad came out where it's like, oh, you rotate it and, and they go there. Yay, that, that makes sense. And it's like, oh, please bring it to the standard 6. It's just one of those features that... You could use even on a smaller phone. It, it would make sense. Well, yeah, because they don't move the dock. The dock stays in the same place. It just yeah, changes so orientation. When, so if you're using it currently in landscape mode, then you double tap, or if you, you click out to the home screen, then you've either got to turn your head sideways or you've got to turn it back around. And it's like, oh, it's just it's, it's a tedious thing. And clearly they can do it. Clearly they can fix it. First world problems for us in that case. Uh, but, talking about first world problems, let, let's get on just quickly to the uh, to the topic of you two giving away free music. Oh, How dare they? How dare they? They you, give you music. You know that that's just been blown up. Now I got to say I wasn't happy about them giving away free music, but it had nothing to do with Apple, and it had nothing to do with the presentation, it had nothing to do with the band U two. You uh, 2 I don't have a lot of their music. I've got a couple of greatest hits um, floating around somewhere. Some of it's good, some of it's not so good. I'm not a fan, but I'm not a hater either. Um, what I didn't like is I didn't like 
the fact that they were giving away music for free and encouraging the the free scenario. We've already got the streaming services uh, that do a good job of the freemium type stuff, but here we have Apple who, mind you, paid you to an absolute fortune, reportedly, and I say reportedly because it hasn't been proven, but reportedly up to $100 million, paid Universal and, and U2 to, to give the album out to, to everyone. And it's like... And Tim Cook's standing up there on stage and saying, this is the, the biggest album launch in history. And it's like, yeah, because you gave it away for free and because you forced people to have it. But it's not really the biggest album release ever because it can't be validated. There's just, you know, it, it's not like Michael Jackson's Thriller sold 40 million, 50 million, whatever it's up to. I mean, that, that's, you know, verified sales and that's people actually putting money out of their pocket into buying the album and look guys I, I just as you know I'm a music lover um, I believe in art forms and, and artwork and, and music is one of the great arts that we can appreciate and I just don't like music being given away for free in that manner because I believe that it, it's contradictory to what we've been trying to get away from I mean the music industry was can in Napster 10 years ago 10 to 15 years ago, for giving away free music. And now they're turning around and they're doing it again under the guise of, oh, well, Apple paid us to do this, but 95% of people aren't going to see that. They're just going to say, oh, free music, give me more, give me more. Where is it? Oh, I'll go and pirate it. Well, I, I'll have to say this. It didn't. I, I realized one thing when, they got, when I got to that part of the uh, 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 announcement, I... Quit, quit watching. <laughs> uh, you know, partially, it, it, it was and, and, tacked on at the end. Let's be honest. It, it was tacked on yeah. at the end, and it just it didn't seem to flow well. Like you know, we've seen you two at Apple conferences before uh, when Steve Jobs would do them, and you know when they would release the the U two specific iPod. But there there seemed to just be I don't know. There was a sarcasm from Bono coming through to Tim Cook in in that it was just you know especially Bono's approach of you know oh for free yeah I'm, I'm not giving it away for free and you know and it, it was kind of that you know hold on a sec you're the dude who gives all this money out to charity and everything and you know what are you doing here it's it's just it seemed like it, it just seemed icky it just didn't seem right it just i don't know i i just felt that you two uh lowered themselves a little bit to Apple's standards, and then Apple lowered themselves to the freemium model to, to give away something. I just, I, I think that they could have left that off at the end, and it still would have been brilliant. And what's surprising is then they deleted the iPod Classic. Now, here would have been an opportunity for you two to come out with a, a, sig a new signature edition iPod Classic, all the bells and whistles, perhaps, uh, you know, high-def audio, and they just, they gave out a free album. And then, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, the cover of the album and it's a vinyl record sleeve. And I'm just like, really? And you guys didn't go high def and didn't upgrade the iPod Classic to high def? And I'm just like, man, Pono is about to shit all over you. And so is HD tracks and everywhere else. Because people, and there are a lot of people out there who want the high def music. I know you guys are probably... Uh, not in that camp, and many other people listening to the show wouldn't be in that camp, but people like me who 
uh, have dedicated listening rooms, dedicated listening areas and, and stuff like that. We want that. And we've been begging for it for a long time. And we want the internet delivery stuff. Yes, we like our vinyl. Yes, we like our uh, super audio CDs. We like our uh, Blu-ray audios and, and so forth. But, you know, if you can download it, great. Why not? That You know, make it easy for the consumer to get. So I'm a bit bemused as to why you two were even included in the presentation and what use was it? Well, you know, I, I, I think it goes back to a bigger thing that a lot of people said about this announcement, um, the starting out where they didn't give all the numbers and statistics and that. I, I don't remember who said it, uh, but I've heard it on a couple things. I think this is a little bit of Tim Cook putting his stamp on these announcements now and i think it's a uh you know the numbers thing okay. none of us none of us really have let me finish for a second none of us really enjoyed seeing those numbers that they used to throw out about here's the video the store that just opened in x and mm-hmm. here's the numbers we got for y and all that you know him saying everything's going great that was fine and we didn't have the the interminable developers coming up on stage and doing 20 or 30 minutes of demos I personally, you know, a minute-long demo, if you want to have a couple developers come up, is more than sufficient, similar to what they did from, uh, what was that company, the Big Evil Software Developer, whatever, I can't remember the name of the company that was in there. That was about the right length. It was a little bit long. I'm good with that, but I want to see the hardware. I want to see what they're doing with iOS. I want to see, you know, all the other stuff that they're doing. So I think it's a little bit of Tim Cook putting his stamp on things, it's, I'm not saying nah. it's completely there. Uh, I think and, it's and him the changing why the presentation. I disagree with you, Kevin. Is that if Tim Cook was putting his stamp on it, why the hell did he bring you ch- you two out and put Bono on stage? That that's Steve Jobs 101. Oh, Steve th- Jobs 101. Steve Jobs was the rock star. Steve Jobs was the one who loved vinyl and loved the '60s rock and roll and so forth. He's the one that would. I bring- thought Tim Cook was a big music. Uh, big music hit. Well, I've got no idea, to be quite honest, but it just seemed contrived to me. It seemed, oh, we've worked with you before, let's bring you out. It just didn't work. It it was just... And and I don't feel that that's him putting his stamp on it. In fact, if anything, I I feel that it it brought back, oh, yeah, remember back when Jobs, you know... Well, he did do the one and one more thing. And And he did do the other. So, you know, I, I mean, look... Link bait, you know, people want clicks on well, their site, so they'll write any crap. Well, yeah, but let's also remember, though, too, because uh, it's YouTube has their, uh, what do they call it, the red product uh, for raising money. So they have a um, financial link to YouTube or whatever. Mm. You know, there's, there's a connection there. So I think this goes beyond music. I think this is a way, uh, and I wasn't able to listen to that part. I had to go to work. Did they mention the product red uh, stuff in there? Uh, or was it, were they just giving away the YouTube? They were just uh, giving away the YouTube. Uh, the okay. YouTube. I kept saying YouTube. Um, <laughs> YouTube. It, yeah. It's getting, YouTube, it's getting YouTube. late for me. Um, yeah. No, they did reference product red, but they didn't the reference they re- yeah they reference okay. cases but they didn't reference anything new like they didn't say oh and here's the new lineup of iPods I mean you know maybe they'll have an iPod event or something with the iPads or or something but you'd expect them to yeah. have you to at yeah. that event I I look there's still a chance that they've taken the iPod Classic out 
quietly and maybe they will introduce something that would make me and a, a lot of other people really interested in music really happy. So, you know, I shouldn't poo-poo them completely, but at the same time, they, they bring out U2 and it, ju- it just didn't fit with what they were talking about. It didn't fit with the Apple Watch, it didn't oh. fit with Apple Pay, and it didn't fit with the iPhone. It just seemed, why? And, and then, I, of course, you 2 were in it as well, because guess what? A new album, first in five years or something like that, so they wanted free publicity. And then you'll notice on iTunes, all their albums are, are put up on iTunes, discounted prices, so they're getting sales, they're raking in the money. It was a win-win situation for both Apple and you two, but it just didn't fit the conference. You know what the sad part was? I mean, I've heard of you two mainly because of the stuff that Apple's done with them in the past, mm-hmm. but I went and started looking through their music catlog. I wasn't about to buy anything, and I have not downloaded the free album. I don't know well, any of their music. Anyway. It's there if you want it. I mean, that, that's the thing. And, you know, I, I haven't, I, I must admit, I have not listened to it yet. Um, I've got a lot of music that I, I've got on physical formats that I, I buy because I buy so much music. You guys know that. And I don't have enough hours in the day to listen to it all. So it takes me, I, I could get something today and it will take me a month until I actually listen to it. So, you know, I will, I will listen to that album that uh, you two have released for free. And if I like it, I like it, and it'll stay in my playlist for sure. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that if I like it a lot, when they do actually release the vinyl copy in October or something, I'll probably go and buy the vinyl as well, just so that I've got it. So, uh, you know, they'll get that extra sale as well. But, yeah, it, it just didn't fit. Maybe I'm the only one who thinks that it didn't fit with, with the topics that they were discussing, but it just it didn't fit well and Tim Cook and Bono on stage, I'm sorry, but it just didn't seem to be a good match. Now, Tim Cook may love music, but uh, look, I, I, you know, it, it was it was just Steve Jobs then. I mean, the one more thing and, and then, you know, Bono on, on stage with Apple, it just it ran too many bells of, of yesteryear for me. Well, I guess... Go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe the reason why they did that, because with the introduction of a 128-gig um, iPhone and the quiet death of the um, uh, iPod Classic, maybe that's just kind of their way of saying, this is your your new music device. And uh, maybe it wasn't the best, best staged, but uh, maybe that's just kind of their way of quietly telling people, okay, you know, this is your new iPod. This is your new way for listening to music. And here is a free album for you to put on your phone and try it out. And your your new music experience, well, it's not new, but I mean, you, you can put more music on there. You, um, because, you know, even me, I still have my old uh, iPod um, touch around here, fourth generation. I still have it because I can put, it's a 32 gig, so I can put a fair amount of music on there. But, you know, I think this is just their way of saying, okay, you know, we bumped it up the uh, mid-level to 32 gig. Uh, we got, or, uh, yeah, then you got the 64 and 128 gig there. Um, no, it did away with 32. They bumped up. Hmm. What, yeah, what's the they, mid-level? They put six, 64 now. Four is, is the, yeah. yeah, 16, right. 64, 128. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so 64 gig is now your mid-level, so now you can put your music on there. you got room for all this stuff, and I think maybe that was just their way of uh, quietly reminding people that this is now your new iPod. See, I I understand where your uh, thoughts are coming from, Mike, but also at the same time, if I buy it outright, uh, you know, you're talking about an iPod Classic that's 279 in Australia at the time that it was discontinued versus uh, $1,150 or something for the, the 64 gig 
small iPhone 6. So we're worlds apart in, in price for starters. The other thing that I know from, from knowing a lot of people uh, who are both musicians and just music lovers alike, sometimes the phone is great, but if you're like the normal person who gets messages coming in, notifications coming in, uh, phone calls coming in, the last thing you want to be doing is listening to music on that device because it distracts you. It takes you out of that mindset. And when you do want to really listen and appreciate music, you don't want any of that on. So that's where something like an iPod comes in extremely handy. And, uh, you know what, it's just going to be missed. I think also I was a bit pissed off that, you know, they they talk about music and how much they love music, and then after 10 years, after a decade with the classic, uh, and, and I think it may be even a bit longer than that now, but they wouldn't even put it out to pasture by making a little video, you know, of, yeah. of, of the history and the legacy <laughs> and saying, thank you, iPod. You know, it just, you know, you two were again on stage and they had their own signature model. I mean, what a time. That would have been a great time to say that, you know, we've moved beyond, but we're not not forgetting. A little video with the iPod Classic just kind of riding off into the sunset. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so long, dear friend. And, you know, well, you know, I I should make videos for these people. you (laughs) You really should. I. I think it's funny too, you know, they, they killed it without making any fanfare about it. Um, and, but yet they still hung on to certain, you know, they're telling you to download music, yet you hear everybody talking about streaming music. And it's, it's a really a mixed message, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, because you want you hear everybody talking about, Oh, you know, everything's in the cloud and all that. And we talked a lot about cloud storage last week on the show and you're all that, yet they're increasing the capacity of these devices. And, well, now you can download, you know, U2's new album and all that. Again, I've never listened to any of their music, so but still, I'm not passing into it. Yeah, it, it is download versus why didn't they try it on iTunes Radio and say, well, it's exclusive on iTunes Radio to listen to the whole album, uh, or, the, you know, something like that uh, for the next month or six weeks. Because it's only exclusive on Apple until it's actually released on physical formats. Uh, but it is... I, I think Apple doesn't know where to take iTunes at the moment. I, I think really the industry's in a... It's been a mess ever since, you know, digital delivery over the internet came in. Uh, but I think more than ever, they're struggling because it's like, well, some people want the streaming services, the Spotify's, Pandora's, the iTunes radio... Some people want, like me, to own their own collection of music. Um, some people will mix and match and buy a little bit here and a little bit there and not care. Other people will listen to music on YouTube, and I, I feel sorry for you because that is pathetic. But who am I to judge if you have fun and you think it's great? Knock yourself out. Um, but it, it's a very mixed bag as to how we get music and how we appreciate music. And, you know... It's changed a lot. If we look at books, um, we still have to sit down and physically read the book, be it on a digital device, be it a paper copy. Movies, we still have to sit down and watch that on a screen uh, like we always have. Music, though, it's really transformed, and I suppose we could say it transformed back in the 80s with the, the introduction of the cassette Walkmans and so forth, and that sort of started it. But still, 
you're still dealing with the album, so you'd take a tape, and maybe you'd have a mixtape, but most times you'd take a commercially released tape, and you'd have the album with you. You might take another couple in the car or something like that. But the the portable listening, this is what struggle I, I struggle with understanding Apple with their love of music uh, slogan. Their quality straight off the iTunes store is not good enough to throw into a $5,000 sound setup. It's going to sound really, really bad. Shit in, shit out. Uh, and it's amplified the higher you go uh, quality-wise. Now, through headphones or, or earbuds out of the iPhones or your Mac, sounds pretty damn good. I, I can't argue with that. But it's changed the way that we listen to music. I like to sit down in one area and enjoy the music. I even have my son sitting down with me and enjoying the music in that way as well. And it, we've changed. We no longer do that. We no longer sit around the radio, the transistor, the record player and enjoy music. It's now background noise. It's now something that we do when we're doing something else. And look, I do that. When I'm cooking, I've got music playing, but I, I have it sent over Bluetooth to the Bluetooth speaker. And I know it sounds like crap, but you know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking up a storm. I'm making noise. I'm talking to the family. It really doesn't matter. It's just there filling that that blandness. But then there's the other times when it's like, you know what? I'm going to sit down for two hours and just enjoy what is Led Zeppelin's you know, catalogue, for instance, and, and and get the feel of, of, you know, what they were doing at that point in time and really start to understand the music and appreciate the music on a level that you don't get to, to appreciate when it's background noise. And I, I think that's just, it's missing. And I don't know where Apple stands with that. I, I know where uh, sites like HD Tracks or the new Pono system coming in, I know where they stand on that because they're looking at this digital delivery system with the quality that it can be uh, the, the, the option of choice for those who love music and, and truly want to listen to it in the highest possible quality. Um, Apple just doesn't do that. And look, I, I can guarantee that there's 50% of the people listening to this episode going, oh, yeah, but you can't, listen, you can't hear any difference, blah, blah, blah. Scientists have proven blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if you want to believe that, that's fine. And HD music will never be for you. Don't look at a Pono. Don't look at anything else. For me, I can tell the difference between formats. Um, it, it's just something that I prefer the sound of the high resolution. It just gives you more breathing room and less compression. So things are, are less squished, which makes it just more audibly pleasing to the ears. Or so you like, that, you like that just like you like your iPad mini over the MacBook Air? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to say your your views versus other views. No, I, in all fairness, I, all I, fairness, I, I understand your, you know, your point of view. I, I, as long as people appreciate music and legally obtain it, I, I don't care how you listen to it. Um, my main aim is, is to just say, well, I'd like to use Apple a lot more. I'd like to use my iPhone a lot more, my Apple TV a lot more. But until the sound quality that's produced by that matches my vinyl collection, my Blu-ray audios, and uh, my Super Audio CDs, well, I'm still on physical media. I'm, I'm still going down that track. Uh, you know, the difference between a mastered for iTunes track and a CD track, that's where I can't tell the difference anymore. But once you start getting up into the high-res audio, 
there's a world of difference. Even just something, you listen to Hotel California, one of my favorite songs ever by the Eagles, and, you know, you just, you listen to that intro and you just go, holy shit, you know, it's so much more atmospheric and it feels like they're actually in the room with you. And that's what I love. On the iTunes side of things, they're not in the room with me. I'm I'm listening to a speaker in front of me. And that's what that's the only way I can verbalize the the hearing and, and no, the difference. No, that that makes sense. I know um I think I said it before back in high school, one of the ways I used to tune the stereo and balance the speakers in my car was I would play my my most favorite album of all time, Van Halen's original album. And uh, the drums at the beginning of Running With The Devil, Mm -hmm. I could always tell if I had the speakers balanced in the car because sitting in the front seat, the drums would start up front and I'd hear them go past me into the back of the car. Yeah. So that that, that that was the way I could tell it was balanced. Yeah, that separation is what you should be experiencing. You should be able to hear the different notes being hit on the drums. Um, And, you know, if someone was to do a circular drum beat, you should be able to hear the noise go around in a circle in the room. And that's what you should be hearing. You shouldn't just be hearing doof, 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 doof kind of thing that, you know, happens a lot with lower quality uh, bit rates and files and so forth. And look, a lot of it depends on the mastering. There are some good... Uh, look, uh, you know, I mentioned Led Zeppelin and the Led Zeppelin remasters that have come onto iTunes are basically as good as the vinyl remasters and the almost the high def remasters that have been released with the the big vinyl sets. I don't have that big set because it's almost $200 per album. Uh, But from everything I've read from the people who have more, uh, uh, well, higher quality uh, gear than I do, um, they've said, geez, you know, the mastered for iTunes is absolutely bloody amazing. It's better than any CD that's out there, that's for sure and uh, approaching high def and, uh, you know, low bit rate. So if it's mastered correctly for iTunes, which the iTunes, uh, the, the mastered for iTunes stuff aims to achieve and do, then it can sound fantastic. Remember too, you know, back earlier in the show, I was talking about taking that uncompressed original and then compressing it to get better sound quality. Well, that's what iTunes, mastered for iTunes does. They take the, the high highest uh, uncompressed source that they can get from the studios, which is higher than CD. It's generally uh, 24-bit, 96,000 kilohertz. And then they take that and they compress it down to the 256. That's the mastered for iTunes process in a a really abbreviated form. So what they're doing, they're starting with a better original than they've ever started before. So by the time they shrink it down, you get in more and you're not losing as much. It's just a better algorithm all around. So if they do yeah. that, it's great. I kind of feel like I'm in the middle here between you because uh, you got Kevin over there with his tens of songs and, you're, uh, <laughs> and, and Mark's the audiophile over here. And I just kind of, there's two prerequisites I need to have for my music. It's got to be loud and it's got to be raucous, um, you know, something to vacuum clean by. Um, but, you know, before we, before we ran out of time here, what did you guys think no, of the Apple Watch? Oh, no, but before we run out of time. Apple Watch thoughts. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know what? I I A want to actually man. look at one first. I think yeah. um, it, it's hard to know. It, it's like I haven't worn a watch uh, for maybe oh, I want to say a good fifteen years. Um, because once mobile phones came out, even 
the old Nokia's uh, that we'd all use with the green screens, they all had the clock on them, all had the time on them, so you just kept looking at your phone. And now I don't know if I want to watch. I mean, I kind of like the functionality that's in there, but I also go, well, am I going to actually use that functionality? I'm not really too sure. You know what? It looks cool, but I don't know if it's for me. There's only one reason. I wear a watch all the time. I, I mean, I don't have one on right now. But I do wear a watch quite a bit. Um, I only have one really nice watch that I wear, and I wear it only to work. So on the weekends, I don't generally wear it. Um, but I think the one reason that I would want the iWatch is so that I could send you to my heartbeat through that little message. Okay, thing. that was so. just guy. <laughs> that, that was just sad, sad, sad. That that was using technology in the worst possible way. I mean, that could have been a Samsung ad. I mean, come on. That was... That was just yeah. bad. That was in bad taste. That was the consumerism of Apple. That's what that well. was. That was please the consumer, please the person who's going to want to send their their heart to their teenage well. lover. You know, yada yada yada. Not for me. <laughs> I, I, I think it was probably somebody on the team who was, you know, in love with somebody, and this was a bright idea they had, and they kind of went, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I you know can, what? Oh, it, oh, dear, it, I can feel it, your it heartbeat. Will, it will get that, that component of people that they're aiming for. They're not uh, – let me right. perhaps say this. They're not aiming for you guys and, and myself as their target market anymore. <laughs> 20 years ago, we were their target market with the Newton. Today, well, we're, we're not their target market. They're looking to make things as Fisher-Pricey as possible so that the kids that grew up with fisher Price toys will feel right at home with Apple products. And whilst us techie guys will go, oh, wow, we can control our home and do this and do something else, but the core crux of it is can you send a smiley face, an emoji that I absolutely hate you'll notice i never use them on on twitter or anything i hate emojis and um and and send love hearts and all that kind of stuff and it's like uh just that 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 turned me off if anything could turn me off the apple watch that was it it was just oh man i no i'm not gonna use it for that show me what i can get a benefit out of that's well that's not a benefit you know, as we get older, you know, I'll go into old fart mode for a moment here. Uh, you know, the heartbeat thing, I kind of like to go for it to go to my cardiologist so that uh, yeah. she can make sure that I'm still alive. Uh, <laughs> you so know, stuff like that is cool. Or maybe you should have it sent to your wife so she said, okay, Mike's still alive, can't cash insurance yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and you see, I, I looked at it, and I would I would like to have it, but given my job, which is a physical job where I lift and move things, and even this watch I bought this summer, you guys can't see it, but the d- crystal has a ding in it, and I don't know, I've wore a watch for over 40 years, and I've only busted the crystal like about three times, and I've done it twice this year, so I don't know what's up there, but I would like to have a watch like that, because, you know, my, my uh, work style, I got my phone down in my saddlebag, but it would be nice to have a watch and a notification comes in and just wrist, mm-hmm. uh, raise up my wrist and look at it and, and see what came in because I do kind of like to know what's going on. And I've got the phone set up so that, and I've been trying to train people at school, if you need something, send me an email. So it would be nice just to be able to glance down at my wrist rather than having to stop and you know pull out my phone to see if it's something I need to deal with or if it's some really important Twitter message from you guys that you know our uh, podcast has gone into the, the top 1,000 or something like that. Um, 
Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> no, that's not where I keep them. Um, but um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> inside joke, people just you know ignore us. Yeah, uh, most people do. That's the problem. Uh, but you know, I, I just want that. I would like the convenience of just being able to look down there and uh, yeah, some of the uh, the cutesy stuff. And um, I almost wanted to make some. Uh, sexist comments, but I don't think it's you know sexist. I think they they were shooting for maybe a certain market of the um, a demographic. Demographic. There you go. Of a, a certain kind of people that kind of go ooh ah you know over yes. that kind of stuff. And you know I get it. And they're trying to reach out to. Yeah, you know, I guess they're trying to go beyond the geeks uh, because I think you know their profitability lies. I mean, there's geeks out there. We have a fair amount of money, but if they want to make more money, they have to get out there to the average person. So I think they were in, you know, maybe in their geek attempt trying to do some things that they thought might appeal to, you know, that demographic. And, you know, that demographic might be kind of younger, like say maybe in the, I don't know who'd buy their teens a you know an I, uh, Apple Watch or whatever. But, you know, I think they're maybe shooting for that. Trust me, at my kid's school, you know, kids that are 11 and 12, um, you know, just before they're going off to high school, so they're in, in, the, in year six, uh, so the top level of primary school, they, they have iPhones. I'm like, what? Really? You know, and so it, it does happen. Craziness is out there. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I yeah. Think, I think the biggest problem with the, the Apple Watch that I can see is you've got to have it connected to your iPhone. Now, if you look at Bluetooth capability, and they haven't really said what technology they're linking the two devices with, but it could be near-field communication, it could be Bluetooth. Either way, they've got to be fairly close to one another. Now, if I'm, say for instance, even if I'm home, we've got a pretty large property, and maybe I want to go out and mow the lawn, for instance, just for argument's sake. I'd take off the Apple Watch anyway doing that. But regardless, if I did that, I wouldn't want to be taking the iPhone out with me. So then that would become a, a, a piece of metal sitting on my arm doing absolutely nothing. And I, I think that, you know, we, we notice when we link up to Bluetooth speakers or other Bluetooth devices, that, that 10 meter distance is really actually quite small. And um, it's a bit of an issue. So I, I kind of wonder, well, yeah, it needs an iPhone to work. But what happens if your iPhone isn't always on you? Well, there is a yeah. processor there, and they didn't really say what all it will do without uh, the iPhone. Uh, I yeah, would, they, they uh, didn't make it clear, did they? I don't no. think they know it. I don't think they've decided 100%. I mean, they've again, this is one of those cases where they've announced something and they said early 2015. Well, early 2015, as we know, in Apple's timeline can be anything before the end of June of mm. 2015. That's still well, technically... So they, 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 probably, they, they probably announced it early to get their patents in because once the, the patent office gets it, they, they can't... Right. Um, they, they can't keep it secret. So by announcing it now, they get to at least have control over the announcement and the buzz uh, versus the rumor mill going into overtime. You know, they, they didn't even uh, declare what the battery life was, only that you could charge it every night. So it sort of indicates it's going to last a day, which, you know, is pretty impressive anyway, given the quality of the screen and the colors and that that the screen can reproduce. So, I mean, that's, you know, neither here nor there, but... 
You know, I know some people who like to wear a watch to bed. They just leave it on 24-7. Oh, no, no. I take mine off. Uh, matter of fact, I take my watch off home most of the time when I get home in the evening. I've got enough clocks around the house. I mean, I'm in front of the computer. I have my iPhone in my pocket. I do take my watch off in the evenings most of the time. Um, I still like to wear a watch, and I still do all the time. So, But I think for right now, I'm going to have to see. This is one of those Apple devices where I would like to have it. But it fills no need, and it at the price point it's at, and I know it's not exorbitant. I don't see me buying one anytime soon. I'm not going to say never. Yeah. I'm just going to say for right now, it doesn't fill a need that that I have. Well, yeah. most of the stuff I buy doesn't fill a need. It fills a want. <laughs> Let's well, be clear about well, that. Well, oh, it doesn't even have, fill a want. <laughs> that I have. Let me yeah, put it that I, I've way. I've got to say, I'm not drooling over it like I, I've drooled over other things and, and desperately wanted it only to then backflip and sell it seven months later. <laughs> as yeah, I highlighted no. on the last episode of Pocket Size Podcast. Thank you again, Scott. And, and this episode of uh, Geekiest Show Ever. One other yeah. thing that, that Apple did that was done quietly, just as they ki- quietly killed the iPod Classic, they increased the amount of storage you can get uh, their iCloud storage. And they didn't really say oh, a lot about sucky, it. Sucky though. It it is. It costs twenty dollars to go up to the one terabyte. Now, Kevin, that's you know, way better is, than it. Way better than it used to be. Okay, yeah, okay, granted, way better than it used to be. But for twelve ninety nine a month, I can get the whole office suite. I can get sixty minutes of, of free calls on on my Skype account uh, to landlines in Australia, and I also get one terabyte of data on OneDrive. Um, yeah, that's. Geez, yeah, I, I, I mean, am I going to pay you know twenty dollars a a month Australian to just get iCloud storage? Yeah, you know it. it it's a lot more pricier. It's like, what's it going to do for me that OneDrive can't do? And that's what I look at. What's it going to do for me that uh, Dropbox can't do? Dropbox for ten dollars a month is offering one terabyte of data. So they're pricing it at a premium. What's it going to do for us? I mean, obviously, we all want more, and it's great that they're offering more. But really, yeah. uh, what what are we going to well, what about, do what about, with it? What about the average person that, uh, you know, the, the oh, I guess the average the Apple user. <laughs> norms, yeah, yeah. You know, that uh, they just want something, um, yeah, you know, you they know may... They may want you know, the, the seamless, you know, because iCloud is relatively seamless if you're using, you know, the right software or whatever. Um, you can save it there, and uh, it's there, and you don't have to worry about it. Because, you know, using Dropbox and these other things <clears throat> does require a certain amount of uh, fiddling around. It's not exactly yeah. seamless. Yeah. And you know, so for I... the person that just wants to use, like, um, um, oh, um, shoot. Uh, keynote or uh, what's uh, Apple's word processor? Pages. It shows how much pages. Pages. Page. Yeah. So they just want to be able to use that on their Mac and then use it on their iPad and have stuff just flow back and forth. And if you've got like an all Apple um, ecosystem, ecosystem, yeah, and you are just sending stuff back and forth and photos, uh, that kind of stuff, I could see where for. Those people, that would be a good thing. For those of us that know better and are uh, cheap skin flints and don't want to be shelling out this kind of money for that kind of product, you know, we will use uh, the, the free drop box and all this other stuff to do our stuff and move it around. And um, uh, yeah, I think it's more, again, for the consumers. 
because you know we've seen that trend that Apple is not necessarily abandoning the geeks, but they're broadening their audience by going out there to the average person <clears throat> more, more and more. And I think this is an average person thing that hey, you can do all this twenty four dollars a month. It's seamless. It's there. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, sold. Do it. Yeah, well, and Mark, it actually is. I was just look. I pulled the price chart up before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows twenty four ninety nine in Australian dollars for the one terabyte, not twenty. It's twenty wow. in the U.S. Okay. Right. So I, I mean, that I, I'm just not prepared to do. Um, no, and and yeah. I understand that you're getting your one drive. So yeah. and, and I can get Dropbox for you know I think twelve ninety nine Australian for a terabyte. So you know, and those two, are, uh, I guess. I don't want to say more broadly supported, but certainly with apps. I mean, a lot of apps support Dropbox, maybe not OneDrive as much, uh, but a lot of apps support um, Dropbox, and and everyone who I know knows how to use Dropbox. Um, Actually, one one interesting thing, my father was um, having an issue because they just recently got back from a a long um, couple of months holiday overseas, and they turned on PhotoStream, and it was duplicating everything into the iPhoto and and it was a mess so much so that they don't want to touch photo stream again they're like oh can we turn this off and make sure it doesn't delete everything they're the average consumer and they couldn't figure it out they were really struggling with it and the implementation of iPhoto um and the iPhones and so forth that it's really bad obviously they're working on that there'll be a new photos app being released and that will hopefully solve the duplicate issues that we've all had and so forth but even then, uh, the photos on, on PhotoStream uh, don't go towards storage. So you can create albums and everything and, and store additional photos up there. There are limits, uh, but that has never gone towards the iCloud. So all it does really is offer a file-based system for iOS to follow. Um, it doesn't actually really help much more than let's put up some pirated videos and pirated music and but but see if you've already got pirated music they already had itunes match which doesn't take icloud storage anyway i'm just trying to figure out what i'm going to use it for other than yet again another backup well it's like this when it comes to the tiers of who i would trust with my stuff online uh microsoft and apple rank very high in who i trust Mm -hmm. above uh, Dropbox. Well, except if you've got naked photos, then I, I don't know if you'd trust Apple too much because they, they, they like giving out naked photos. I told you two guys that I would send you any naked photos of me you wanted and I'll send them out in the public. <laughs> yeah, we, okay. we don't want that. Not even in our worst nightmare, Kevin. And remember, I've got to go to bed after we finish here. And I'm going to have traumatizing nightmares, and I'm going to tell my therapist about you, and you're going to be in big, big trouble. Hey, I don't go to a therapist with my troubles with you. I just take more quaaludes and acid. Solves the whole problem. (laughs) (laughs) Say, Mark, um, two words for you. Up-kilt shots. Oh! (laughs) That'll keep you awake at night. Now I just got an image of a hairy ferret. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the worst oh, part is a raccoon or a skunk or oh, yeah, something with the, the furry part, bit. Oh, the worst part is Mike doesn't tell you that he's a he's a closet kilter. That's all right. At least he <laughs> no, doesn't want I'm to flaunt off, it. I'm just off kilter. 
<laughs> You're just <laughs> and, and I think on that note, as far as being off kilter, we'll let the listeners off and back to their normal uh, upright standing positions after they've had to listen to this show because they probably had to lay on a therapist's couch. Yeah, and so, again, uh, we're, we're, we're very sorry, especially Kevin. We are. So today, it's last week we started in the order of the people I like the most. This week we'll start in the order of the people I like the least. Yay! Mark, go ahead. <laughs> All right. You can find me across at markgreentree.com. It's got links to everything, my Twitter feed there, and uh, every bit of writing I do, and uh, the podcast, not another Mac podcast. So uh, please go there, email me if you want, and uh, thanks for listening, guys, and, and great conversation this week. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mike? Yeah, um, you can check me out at uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Um, we took a, a brief hiatus this week, um, or uh, you know, real life and all that stuff. But you know, check me out there. Uh, I also got barred on the planes. I'm a little lax about getting an episode out. Uh, again, real life it tends to complicate things. But um, you can check us out at uh, SciFiTechTalk.com and, like I say, uh, barredontheplanes.blogspot.com. And anything else you want to know about me, I got an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K. Thank you very much. Uh, you can always go over and check out anything about our show at geekiestshowever.com. Leave us some comments. Leave us a review in iTunes. Always would be appreciated. I need to go check reviews again. Um, also, you, if you want to know more about me, I'm usually on the Twitters. Uh, I pop in and out right now. As I said, like Mike, I've got an extremely hectic schedule for about the next month, month maybe a little bit more than a month, and uh, I'll be a little more regular at that point. But it's... Uh, Twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore underscore on Twitter. I know. Underscore (laughs) I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash. Big brand. (laughs) Big brand, big big and V-A. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can always go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. I hope my two wonderful co-hosts, you enjoyed our conversation. I think this week was an exceptionally good uh, conversation. Uh, if you want to tell us about it, please let us know. So in the, in the meantime, between now and next week, or whenever it actually happens, but between now and next week, make sure you don't forget to hug a geek. So guess. Sorry, I'm just boogieing out to that. You know, while that's playing, you know, I'm shaking my so head. I'm shaking my ass. Ass? <laughs> I'm shaking my ass. Ass. I'm shaking my ass. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys joke. Guys joke. Mostly clean. <laughs> I do have a tip for you. It's a very, very quick one. That's why we've been going on about nothing. Oh, no change there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm interrupting Can I do you this again. tip? I'll be, yes, I'll be quiet now. Daz's tips. Guys jokes. Only. Thank goodness. On the My Mac podcast.